But first, if you've ever listened to the show before, you'll know what's coming, because I get to um, talk about a subject that I actually know something about for a change uh, in the panty monologues. A couple of years ago, I was in a gay bar one night and I fell into conversation with a young guy standing beside me. Now, he can't have been more than 19 or 20. He was on his big Saturday night out with his group of similarly aged friends, you know, in this noisy popular bar with big windows that confidently announced his presence to the city outside. He seemed like a nice guy. He was friendly, smart, you know, confident, ordinary really, normal. You know, nothing about him suggested that he was about to violently turn my world upside down and leave me gasping for air in shock. But that is exactly what he was about to do. Now, I don't remember now what it was that prompted me to do this, but at one point while I was chatting to him, I made a passing reference to Diana Ross. And it was then that this seemingly ordinary, nice young man looked at me and said... Who's Diana Ross? <laughs> <laughs> I know! <laughs> now, sometime later, I'm not exactly sure how long, as I clawed my way back to consciousness from the grip of the sedative <laughs> that the paramedics had administered, I was forced to contemplate the huge gulf in time and experience that existed between me and, you know, that young apostate in the bar. You know, a gulf that was, in some ways, so enormous that Diana Ross peace be upon her, was only the glittering perfect tip of an iceberg of things that we didn't have in common. You know, me and this confident young man who so owned the world around him that he felt no need to look backwards. See, he would not have recognized 1983, 35 years ago, when I was an awkward 15-year-old with a mop of curly hair, you know, embarrassing acne, and a slow realization that the gnawing, insistent, terrifying thought I'd been trying to ignore for at least as long as I had acne just wasn't going away, that I was a queer. And he wouldn't have recognized the TV shows that I watched either, you know, Charlie's Angels, The Man from Atlantis, MTUSA. He wouldn't have recognized my music collection, literally, he wouldn't have recognized what a cassette was. <laughs> and while he might, one hopes, you know, recognize Michael Jackson and maybe one half of Wham, he wouldn't have recognized Spandau Ballet or Howard Jones or Tears for Veers or Laura Branigan, and he certainly wouldn't have recognized Declan Flynn. Declan Flynn, the young man from Whitehall who was beaten to death in Fairview Park for being gay. Declan Flynn, the young man whose five killers were found guilty in a court of law in 1983, but were given suspended sentences by the judge. And he wouldn't have recognized the outrage at that decision, the outrage that spawned a protest march through Fairview Park and gave angry impetus to the nascent Irish gay rights movement. No, the confident young man I met in the bar that night wouldn't have recognized Declan Flynn. And he wouldn't have recognized 1986, you know, 32 years ago, when I was, you know, an 18-year-old art student desperately trying to find another gay person, he wouldn't have recognized the small ads at the back of Hot Press magazine, you know, that every issue included a very innocuous-looking one for icebreakers. It was a group for gay men that met on the first Thursday of the month in a carpeted room in the Clarence Hotel. He wouldn't have recognized the Clarence Hotel then either, you know, back before you 2 bought it, back when it smelled of roast dinners and was the kind of hotel that parish priests would stay in when they came up to see the bishop. 
He wouldn't have recognized my awkwardness as I sat in a circle with 10 or 12 other novice gays in that room in the Clarence, dunking digestives and milky tea while two bona fide proper gays encouraged <laughs> us to talk you know, about ourselves before announcing that they were going to take us to a gay club if we wanted to come. And he would not have recognized my amazement when they led us up the steps to a door that I had passed a thousand times. And he wouldn't have recognized my excitement at being on that dance floor under those swirling lights surrounded for the first time in my life, you know, by people like me. Nor would he have recognized my relief at the realization that these dancing defiant queers were laughing, sweating proof that I wasn't the only one. Though I do hope he would have recognized my giddy excitement the next morning when I opened my eyes and remembered I was in the bed of a hairdresser with frosted tips in Portobello. (laughs) (laughs) But I know he wouldn't have recognized June 24th, 1993, 25 years ago this year, when the movement that was fueled by the murder of Declan Flynn finally achieved its first major goal, the decriminalization of sexual acts between men in Ireland. It was a watershed moment for the gay community in Ireland. No longer criminals, June 24th, 1993, marked the moment from which new generations of Irish LGBT people could live their lives more openly and without fear. It marked the beginning of a new era in which the gay community slowly emerged from the shadows and stepped, well, timidly at first, but then with growing confidence, stepped into the light. And my young friend in the bar that night, full of the kind of confidence that comes from growing up in the light, he would have recognized this new era, the legally gay era. You know, standing there in the middle of his boisterous Saturday night, lit by the swirling colors that spilled from the dance floor and laughing above the noise of banter and flirting and shouted greetings and Beyonce being crazy in love, the same lights and noise that spilled out of the bar through its wide open doors and big glass windows and out into the street outside, you know, demanding attention and drawing half-interested glances from passers-by and bored bus passengers. You know, standing there in the midst of all of that light and noise, he'd have recognized this new Beyonce era. Of course he would, because he owned it. <laughs> 